Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing conscious leaders who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your ability to lead and manifest your dreams in this reality. A notion I have been actively tuning into as of late is the notion of the hero's journey that each of us have the opportunity to embark upon within our lives. This journey, although it's called the hero's journey, is a journey in which much of the time, speaking from my own experience, the individual walking this path will feel far from a hero as challenges and dark nights of the soul present themselves. However, it is actually these challenges and dark nights and our ability to move through them and persevere that makes us the hero in our journey. In the modern day, many people are embarking upon this hero's journey in their own way, whether it be challenging the status quo, beginning their own unique business venture, or simply living life on their own terms. Today's guest on the show is someone who fits this description of the hero's journey to a T, as he is a change maker who is passionate about discussing the topics of health, plant medicines, ascension, the power of our beliefs, the importance of befriending ourselves, and more on his podcast, The Ascension of the Chessman, and is doing so to help others on the path of waking up to their infant potential, be able to remain confident and devoted in that journey. This episode is sure to light up your curiosity and imagination muscles and leave you feeling inspired to laugh at the devil that is your doubts and give your own hero's journey a full send. So please help me in giving a very warm welcome to my man, Andre Mitty. Andre, dude, what's up? Oh, nothing, man. So, so happy and grateful uh, just to be here, man. And, you know, get another swing at this life uh, today, you know, first and foremost. So happy to be on your show, brother. It's truly an honor. I look up to you, man. Um, You're truly an inspiration and a beautiful reflection. And uh, I can't wait to, you know, get into this today and go deep. Yeah, dude. You know, thank you so much for those beautiful reflections. You know, we were hitting, we were hitting on some conversating before we hit record and talking about our, you know, our mutual journeys and, you know, how similar they are in many respects. And, you know, of course we both have podcasts, we're both talkers, we're both connectors. We both love like meeting new people. And I think that's really, you know, for me, the best part of podcasting, like I was telling you before we hit record is, you know, yeah. yes, I get to have amazing conversations. I get to, you know, showcase them to the world. But at the end of the day, I'm getting to meet new people that help my experience of life be more great and grand and great in nature. And I think yeah. that's like one of the things that I'm so grateful for. And, you know, having the opportunity to talk to other change makers like yourself who are doing your part, you know, especially podcasters. I love talking with other podcasters, not only because they always have good equipment, but also because <laughs> they understand, right? Like they understand how to have a really good, fun conversation, a dialogue, as Paul Check says. And, you know, one of the things I'd love to start out with is we were talking before we hit record about a lot of the things that have gone in your journey, right? you know, plant medicine ceremonies, um, you know, you work at a CBD dispensary right now, you know, a lot of the different steps of your journey, but I'd love if you could, you know, illuminate for us, you know, really what led you onto this path, right? This path of wanting to, you know, find your voice and then spread your voice once you found it, this path of wanting to get more into plant medicines, you know, what kind of got you started on that path and, you know, allowed you to be on the screen with me today? Kind of crazy, brother. Um, I I took a roundabout path, and you know they say there's a million paths to the same truth or to the same truth. So for me, man, uh, I grew up in Catholic school. You know, baptized Lutheran, got into 
got kind of forced into Catholicism. Um, was going to public school and, uh, my brother got into some trouble in his youth and my parents were like, ah, we're going to send him to Catholic school and he'll get it figured out from there. And then I got the punishment along with it. (laughs) So I was kind of dragging my heels in there, you know, and, uh, you know, I think I had a lot of resentment, uh, just going into it, but then, you know, just finding out about all the different things wrong with the church and, um, you know, just feeling uncomfortable in certain behaviors, like talking to a, a priest to get forgiveness and salvation from, you know, the most high God source, whatever you want to call that, you know, um, great spirit. Um, and you know, I just kind of, the older I got, um, you know, towards graduation in high school, I, I, I just, I started smoking cannabis uh, pretty regularly my senior year, and I just had more and more reservations about wanting to get away from this and kind of go at it on my own path. And um, I started to get into conspiracies quite a bit around that time and started really opening my mind to other things. Uh, I watched a fabulous documentary um, called The Union, The Business Behind Getting High, mm, which I yes. ended up write, writing a paper on, got an A-plus on it about cannabis legalization <laughs> way, way before recreational was here. And well, at least for me, uh, I think it was in 2011, mm. um, I wrote that paper. And that documentary really changed my perceptions of you know, what medicine was and, uh, you know, how much we'd been lied to about these natural alternatives that are out there, cannabis, especially, and, you know, just how it was made illegal, um, all the, you know, hundreds of thousands of uses hemp had, which I had no idea. And the fact that was made illegal along with it, you couldn't get high from hemp, just all this stuff that just kind of fell in my lap from watching that documentary just totally changed my perspective of, you know, what are these plant medicines? And, um, you know, it really started to make me think, well, if they had lied to us about cannabis, what else were they lying to us about Mm. in terms of mushrooms, um, you know, LSD, ayahuasca, DMT, all these other, um, plant medicines and, um, psychedelics. And, um, you know, it really, it really started from there as far as my curiosity, um, I remember discovering Lucy in the sky with diamonds by the Beatles. And I was like, yeah. well, they were definitely, they were definitely <laughs> referencing LSD there. And yeah. Then, they inhaled for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. And then there was another instance of, uh, there's this funny uh, animated YouTube clip I watched about an event that actually happened. And there's a documentary about it called the LSD no, no. And it was about a pitcher named Doc, Doc Ellis for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The guy threw a no-hitter on LSD. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. I got to try this. So, like, yeah. that's kind of what pushed me off the edge of, like, because I was, I was very hesitant, man. Like, I, I, I always made a promise to myself, like, once I started using cannabis, like I was like, I'm not going to get into pills at all costs. I'm not getting into Coke, heroin, meth. Like I'm staying away from all that no matter what. And I was offered Coke many times, turned it down. And I think a lot of it too, was just like not wanting to shove shit up my nose. I think I just kind of had a, yes, uh, a, a reservation. About that. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so luckily I stayed away from those things. Um, and that's kind of what, got me more 
curious about plant medicine. And then, um, um, like I said, getting into conspiracies and kind of finding, find, figuring myself out spiritually. Um, I, I was like taking uh, the book of Revelation literally at this time and, um, you know, thought the end of the world was here, the Mayan prophecies of 2012 and, mm. you know, December 21st, everything's coming to a close. And, you know, it, there's a lot of terror in me and uh, fear um, and taking things like externalizing things and making them literal interpretations that were affecting my mental health. And, um, you know, it wasn't until, um, cause it was ironic. I, I was looking for uh, a church at that time and I found this Potter's house church. It was a, a <laughs> Pentecostal church. I saw people speaking in tongues and, you know, I really started to get involved and it was unlike anything I'd ever seen um, from the Christianity side. And, because, you know, Lutheran and Catholicism were very dull and, you know, very, um, you know, gray. Know yeah, yeah, gray. <laughs> yeah. Like you could fall asleep very easily. Yes. And versus this is very <laughs> uplifting. You know, people are screaming, singing songs, you know. And uh, me and my pastor had started to talk about these oddball subjects like giants in the Bible and, you know, um, just, you know, secret societies, all this stuff. And, I just started to pick his brain and I found out we had a lot of similarities and um, he, he uh, went on to tell me he had had this LSD experience that literally um, impacted him and um, gave him, you know, kind of a message of destiny that he was, he was going to become a pastor. And um, he was living in this trap house at the time. And um, <laughs> there was this chessboard on a table and it like flew off the table. Like there's a bunch of commotion and the chessboard landed on the ground with one piece standing and it was a white king. So he took that as a sign, like, you know, he, he should go to Bible school and become a pastor. And I thought that was super intense. And I had, I had my one experience with LSD before this. And, you know, I kind of didn't know what I was doing. Uh, we were young, you know, still figuring it out. Um, had another mushroom experience before that. Uh, I mean, it, I, I was not prepared for it. I thought I was done tripping. Me and my friends started driving and <laughs> panicking like crazy. Man, I don't know how we made it home. You know, yeah. knock on wood. Thankful to be here. Um, but that was that was a, a horrible experience that that first time on mushrooms. Acid was it was not as uh, terrifying, you know. But yeah. it, it was still like we were just messing around, like not taking it seriously, like, you know, giving it the respect it deserved. And it wasn't until I had this uh, opportunity years later, after getting that message from my pastor, uh, my friends were like, you know, we're going to do LSD. And I was like, uh, all right, well, I guess my pastor told me that story. So maybe I'll give it another shot. And that experience changed my life, man. From that point on, it was in 2013 or 2014. Uh, uh, the date exactly uh, is, is beyond the point, but I mean, just the message of, you know, we're all one, we're all connected, you know, um, feeling, you know, that connection just to a tree, you know, uh, feeling the vibrations of the leaves moving in the wind. I mean, you could just feel the energy radiating off of it, giving us life and giving us oxygen. I mean, just the gratitude that was emanating out of me and, you know, just these revelations I was have about, 
you know, I was seeking so, so much externally for this connection to the divine or God, or, you know, just something bigger than myself. And I finally felt that connection, man, like directly, like I, I finally found what I was looking for. And it just like, it was so surreal. And it was like, uh, it just hit me like a lightning bolt. Like this is, this is what I've been looking for all this time. And just kind of, uh, something kind of clicked in me of like, I guess I don't need this external church anymore. And, you know, I can, I can do this on my own and I don't need a middleman to, you know, get that connection I was looking for. So that's when I really just, you know, dove head into meditation and, you know, really started to, um, you know, try to get into more positive outlooks and, uh, you know, just trying to find balance throughout, you know, the ups and downs in life and, you know, just everything going on in the world, you know, you got enough to work on in your own, your own, (laughs) uh, your own sphere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like to take on other people's shit and other people's drama and the celebrities drama, like you don't need that shit in your life. And, uh, I just really started to gauge where I was putting my energy and, uh, um, years later. Well, do you want me to keep going from there? Um, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, one thing I'll, I'll say real quick is, you know, your journey is extremely similar to mine. Right. And we were talking about this again earlier, but, uh, I didn't begin interacting with cannabis heavily until senior year. Also, I had a buddy who came to stay with me, uh, actually my senior year summer. And, uh, before that, you know, I had, I would interact with cannabis maybe once a week, maybe once a month. Right. Like it was kind of just wherever, you know, whenever it kind of showed up, I would do it. And uh, I remember he got to my house and he was like, hey, do you have any weed? And I was like, no, I'm, you know, we'll figure it out. And he's like, what? You don't have any weed? And he was like, dude, we got to find weed. And uh, it was hilarious because over that summer, you know, I got into essentially my my first go around with a dependent pattern on cannabis. Right. I had no mm-hmm. idea what the hell I was doing. I had no idea what I was messing with. And, um, you know, very similar to you, you know, I made the commitment to myself like, hey, I've seen what, you know, cocaine, heroin, all of these things do. And, and I, you know, made it my ethos to never touch those. And I was so grateful for myself because, you know, I went, I mean, around 20, I started getting into the club scene heavily. And at this point I hadn't done any other plant medicine, not MDMA, even though it's a synthetic, like nothing. Right. And so, uh, when I was there, I would interact with alcohol. I would have like three drinks and always feel like crap. And it was kind of just this recurring cycle. And I would interact with cannabis beforehand, which would usually just make me more socially awkward because I had no idea how to interact with cannabis socially. Yeah. But the interesting thing was that I was able to watch a lot of these patterns that people played out. People would be mm-hmm. like, do you want to do coke? And I'm like, no. And they're like, come on, come on, come on. You got to try it. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And they would like sit there trying to convince me. And I would just, I would just tell them like, listen, there's nothing you could say. Like if the world was ending right now, I still wouldn't do it. It's just like very similar to you. I was like, I'm not down to put things in my nose. Like I just don't enjoy that. And, uh, but it was, it's very interesting having watched those patterns play out. And I give, uh, you know, myself and it sounds like you got, you know, the same credit where, you know, there were many ways I wasn't choosing myself at that point in my life, yet the mm-hmm. ones that mattered most, like the ones that were like, you know, either dangerous or not dangerous, the, the the dangerous ones I chose myself in. And and that I believe was my saving grace and what allowed me to, you know, get into plant medicines a couple of years later and do them responsibly because, you know, a lot of times, at least for me, and I know for a lot of clients I work with, we, you know, we look at anxiety as a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something about anxiety. 
anxiety is what's going to actually keep you a lot of times from doing things like cope from peer pressure. Cause you're like, no, I'm worried about what happens to my, you know, my septum or, you know, I don't want to have a deviated septum or any of these things that I was thinking about that were actual, you know, truths. But at the same time, you know, I think a lot of times, uh, I know I looked at my anxiety as just this bad thing. I wish I didn't have it, but really mm-hmm. I watched people that didn't have anxiety and what happened in their life. And sometimes like they're taking risks, whether with their body physically or like just in life in general that were extremely, uh, you know, risky. And so, you know, for me, like that was when I, you know, my first plant medicine experience, I was really grateful that I had anxiety because it was almost like my training wheels, right? Like Mm. once I started interacting with plant medicines, I started realizing like, okay, I don't want to live in this anxious state my whole life. Yet at the same time, thank you, anxiety for serving me up until this point. Right. And then I was like, all right, now I still want you there when like, let's say if something is about to happen, like, yeah, make me, make me feel anxiety. Right. I want to feel that, but just don't be there all the time. Right. Like don't be there when I'm like walking by someone on a trail and I'm like, who says hi first. Right. (laughs) You know, like, do I look at them? Are they looking at me? Do they expect me to say hi? Those things can mess right off. Right. But the rest of it, I really enjoyed. So yeah, I found that similarity between our stories. Uh, really interesting. That's surreal, man. Yeah, we, it's crazy how much we have in common. You know? Yeah, dude. The Hello, everybody. I hope you are all enjoying the show. I wanted to stop by and fill you in on our brand new, completely free to join Facebook community called the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle. Now, I imagine many of you are aware of the newest creation within Highly Optimized, which is the Connect with Cannabis 10-week coaching certification program. Alex and I have been having so much fun empowering coaches with the skill set of coaching with cannabis and helping them up-level their coaching practice that we wanted to create a place where anyone could join to ask questions, receive free information on how to work with cannabis and the way we teach in the program, and be able to gain clarity around how to get the best results of their clients in order to become financially independent in their coaching practice. To join, hop over to the link in our Instagram bio and send us a request. It is our intention to assist as many coaches, facilitators, and healers as possible in the important work they are doing in the world. And if you are looking to join a community of like-minded individuals just like you who are passionate about helping their clients achieve the highest quality of life possible, the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle is for you. I am looking forward to speaking with all of you in the group, and as always, enjoy the show. Yeah, I, I think everything happens for a reason and everyone you meet, you know, has a reason, you know, you can cross paths and have something to teach you. So um, it's it's grateful. Uh, I'm very grateful to, you know, have this opportunity and, you know, to be here speaking with you. Um, Hell yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. Like from there, um, you know, I had my bouts uh, with, you know, I, I was still partying a lot at this time. Like I was in my early twenties, like drinking a lot, you know, Nebraska football is huge here. We live right by the stadium, like having massive parties, like, you know, just trying to keep my head above water as far as, you know, drinking like a fish, taking Adderall, like, you know, doing a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Mm. And so it was hard to stay on the straight and narrow. And, um, you know, I, I had many experiences after this and it was like with every experience, I, I learned more and more about myself and, you know, what I was bringing into this experience and what this experience really is and how it should be used. And, um, it really wasn't until, um, so it's, it's kind of crazy. I, um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, joy, um, she had told me one day, uh, we had 
been dating now about five years at this point. And she struggled with uh, addiction to alcohol and Adderall as well, um, prescribed Adderall for many years. And um, no disrespect to those out there that take it. Um, You know, it has its benefits and um, many side effects as well, but it just didn't resonate with either of us. And um, it wasn't for us. And Mm. So, um, she was, she was really, you know, at a low point and, um, you know, she had told me one day, she's like, I'm going to go do ayahuasca. And, um, I found this place down in Florida and I'm, I have the date booked to go do it. I'm like, what? Like, cause you know, I had always known about ayahuasca watching Graham Hancock's Ted talk, you know, many documentaries, Aubrey Marcus talking about it. Um, I was always fascinated by it, but it was like, I always thought I had to go down to the jungle to be able to do it and have, Mm. you know, a minimum of like 2,500 to five grand ready to spend on a retreat, you know, and I just didn't have the funds and, uh, you know, hadn't really, you know, made it my life focus to like separate funds to go down and do ayahuasca (laughs) as intriguing as that might be. It just, you know, it, it never really happened for me. I never made that my goal. So Um, she told me she was going to do this and she went down there and did it. And I tell you what, man, she came back a whole new person, like this, this whole different glow about her and just her energy and personality was different. Like I could just tell like something had changed over that weekend. And I knew it was, you know, you know, there's always, uh, oh, maybe it's just for a couple of days or a week and then it'll go back to how things were. And yeah, there was some of that, but, um, overall, man, like, I think it really changed her perspective and, um, you know, made her, um, set her priorities straight and really want to change. And she really motivated me to do the same. And, you know, we, um, had our disagreements at that time and had some fights and we decided, you know, we were going to go our separate ways. And, um, as a gift to me, she um, offered to, you know, introduce me to ayahuasca the first time, her second mm-hmm. time, and we were going to consciously uncouple is what we called it. So mm-hmm. we both went down together and uh, it was uh, a life-changing experience, man. Um, just getting to meet Mother Ayahuasca for the first time was truly life-changing, Um I, I didn't, I didn't purge much. Um, I didn't purge at all, um, vomiting wise, um, which is, you know, something you hear a lot of like everyone's thrown up on ayahuasca, but I still haven't thrown up. I've had four ceremonies so far. Um, hopefully do my fifth and sixth this year. It's been about a year and a half. So yeah, man, I, I also found out that you can purge in many different ways, you know, um, getting the shivers, goosebumps, um, peeing, shitting, um, (laughs) yawning. (laughs) Yes. I always thought yawning was like, I was just tired when I would be yawning on mushrooms. Then I realized, Oh, that's energy purging. You know, that's yes. You're getting rid of energies that are no longer serving you. And it all made sense. (laughs) And uh, so many revelations in that experience, man. I mean, I can, I can get into those, but, um, if you want to jump in, you're more than welcome at this point. Yeah, dude. You know, it's so funny with regards to the yawning thing, because, you know, uh, when I first started interacting with mushrooms, got about 10 years ago now, you know, 
uh, it was this like, you know, funny thing. We'd say like, oh, you got the mushroom yawns, right? <laughs> and like how silly I felt when I started learning in depth about like shamanic medicine and all yeah. these things and realizing the nature of, you know, what you were calling like shivering, tremoring, right? TRE, traumatic tension right. and trauma release exercises, um, you know, yawning, all the different ways the body does purge, right? Um, you know, my, my buddy Angelo has a funny way to talk about, you know, uh, crying and this is more mm. for men. So sorry, ladies, but you know, you guys can definitely take us on too, but don't be offended. <laughs> you know, he calls it face yeah, coming, yeah. right? Like face coming <laughs> is crying. Right. And you know, another way to think about it is emotional ejaculation where, you know, a lot of us, we obviously know about ejaculation, right? We put that right. high up on the list of things that are fun to do, but oh, yeah. you know, as a man specifically, you know, women seem to have a much better relationship overall with crying than men. Like mm. I watched my girlfriend cry and I'm like, how do you do that? Like you just, right. you just can do that. Like anytime, yeah. like you didn't Psychology have to like, impulse. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to have someone die close to you to have that happen. And even then it wasn't challenging. Like, you know, so I always joke that, you know, men, we usually have to pay thousands of dollars to learn how to cry again. Right. And, yeah. and so like, I remember actually, uh, it was about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, I had a mushroom ceremony guided, um, by a medicine facilitator and I made the intention. I was like, all right. And you know, when you make an intention like this, you're like strap on your bootstraps. Right. I was like, oh, I want to let go of everything I'm holding. Right. And mm. I knew I'm like, yikes, like this is going to be <laughs> intense. And so we did a, you know, we had the experience and I fucking sobbed for like two hours, dude. Like I'm talking, I don't, oh. rem I don't remember the last time I cried mm. like that. Like it was just, it just was, I mean, something that I didn't even know I had no knew how to do. It's almost like, if you never knew you could do a backflip and then all of a sudden one day you just rip a backflip and you're like, well, I guess mm. I can do a backflip. It was like, whoa, I didn't know I could cry like this. Like I can do it. Right. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that I love talking about within, you know, the journey within, you know, plant medicine journeys and just the journey of life as a whole is, you know, these belief systems, right. That, you know, control our lives and, yeah. you know, really the subsequent stories that follow. And, you know, a lot of times that these belief systems are not actually ours, Yet we pick mm. them up throughout our childhood, throughout our, you know, developmental ages and programming ages. And really, it's like we're almost living other people's stories to a certain point until we start becoming aware, whether through plant medicines, mm -hmm. religion, et cetera, spirituality, more more likely. Um, and, you know, one of the things I'm curious for you is like, you know, at what point did you begin really choosing to believe and siding with the side of yourself that believed you could go out on your own and like create this podcast, right? Because mm. this is one of the things like, I'm curious, considering how many similarities we have, I'm curious how your journey started with podcasting, because I know for, for myself and also a lot of the listeners, like, you know, these types of things where we go off and do our own thing, regardless of what it is, podcast, business, whatever, are extremely daunting because essentially what the process of starting your own thing is, again, regardless of what it is, is realizing how many things you don't know how to do on a daily basis. And it's a cyclical cycle, right? Like, Oh, yeah. You know, when I got into podcasting, it's like, I don't even know what good equipment is. I don't know how to mix my own episodes. I don't know how to create a Spotify account. I don't know how to do anything. Right. And that's mm -hmm. where a lot of people stop. Like, I don't know. So I'm not going to do it. Right. Yep. But what allowed you to go? I don't know. And I'm going to learn. I'm curious what's there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know shit, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Makes two of us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, for me, man. Um, when I was little, I, I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Like uh, I looked up to like Chris Farley was a huge idol of mine, and yes, um, I, I loved his movies. I loved the way he could light up the room and just make people smile and laugh. And um, so, you know, I 
I saw that there was this uh, stand-up comedy workshop just a couple months after I had done ayahuasca the first time. And um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that. So me and my dad actually took it together <laughs> and I performed a five minute comedy set for the first time. So that, that really gave me the confidence, man, just to get up in front of a crowd. Um, and, you know, I say for anyone that's been through, you know, I don't, I don't think there is bad trips. I think we learn something from every trip, man. Like yes, most dude. terrifying shit you got to face. You got to slay that dragon and yes. you got to face the deepest, darkest aspects of yourself and bring light to it. And, uh, I was able to do that, man, of just getting over some fears and, you know, we all still will have internal fears. We're always wrestling with, but just knowing that love can overcome that. And, uh, so that really, um, was kind of my perspective and, you know, gaining that confidence from doing stand up, And then, um, after that, um, well, this is, this has been a long time coming, man, of just, always discussing with my friends, like, you know, like-minded friends, like, Hey, we should start a podcast. We're always getting together, smoking some weed, you know, having these yeah. deep conversations about far out shit. And you know, <laughs> I just want to share it with the world. And, you know, we could never like agree on a day or like stay consistent with like, okay, we're all on the same page. Like we're actually going to do this. And, you know, we were always talking about it, but nothing ever manifested. Um, and, around that time I was talking about it with my friends, um, years before doing ayahuasca. Um, I, I wrote a poem one day and, uh, I remember there was a line, uh, ascension of the chessmen in that. And that, that line I wrote just got deeper and deeper to me over time and had, had more and more meaning to it. And so that name always stuck with me and kind of ties into that that story I told about my pastor earlier, like there's that connection and all these connections related to that. Um, but <laughs> so I, that name always stuck with me and it, it was, it was just about like, you know, we see this game of reality. It's like, you know, we get caught up in our differences and, you know, all, all this division game, like it's always a competition uh, between me and the next guy when mm. it's really not like we're all the same and we're all trying to prosper here but like you know it'd work a lot better if like we were trying to help each other rather than you know compete against each other and like do bad to each other so we can get ahead of that other person yeah it's like when we help someone else we're actually helping ourselves. and uh <laughs> you know I, I just realized that I was, I just kept making excuses, man. I was like, I don't have the tools. I don't have uh, the recording equipment. I don't have the knowledge of editing and all this. And I just looked up, like you can record a podcast on your phone. Like you literally, yes. all you need is a smartphone. If you have a smartphone, you can start a podcast. It's that yes. simple. And at that point, I just stopped making excuses. I kind of um, was dragging my feet at first again. That's just the type of guy I am. Yeah. Like it takes me a while to commit. I think I have commitment issues I'm working through. Yeah. But yeah, dude, once I fully committed, um, I, I was invited on to Sam Tripley's shout out to Sam Tripley. And I was invited on to his spiritual podcast called Zero, which is exclusively on Rockfin. Mm. Um, go ahead and check that out if you haven't. Um, I it was amazing conversation and really gave me the confidence like damn man i need to start taking my podcast serious and then out of nowhere man just started booking guests and next thing you know i'm booked like two months out and i'm like well i have no choice but to go forward now and i haven't looked back since man 
What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build-out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom-branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever. You know, it's such an amazing, you know, journey, man, and such an amazing story because it really is the hero's journey, right? Like, you know, the dark night of the soul, the, you know, refusing the call and then answering the call, like all of those parts are included within it. And, you know, for me, it was, it was actually really funny. You know, I was, I was starting to break free of some chains, but I had no idea what was happening. You know, it was pretty Mm -hmm. non-consensual at that point or so it felt. And, uh, and, you know, one of the things that happened was I hosted an event with a buddy of mine at the dispensary I was working at uh, mm. for National Expungement Day. So we were helping people with nonviolent, you know, cannabis convictions on their record that were no <laughs> longer considered a crime, you know, but with legalization happening in Massachusetts, get them expunged from their record, right? So they could come out That's for awesome. free. There was We had some pre bono lawyers there. We had food stamp assistance, voting registration on site, like everything, you know, pretty, you know, tailored. And it was terrifying because I had to public speak for the first time in a long time. And, uh, so my buddy and I, we did the event, we crushed it. And, uh, you know, it was terrifying. My heart was pounding out of my <laughs> chest, right? Like oh, yeah. this is before I really understood how to, you know, activate the parasympathetic nervous system. But mm. at the same time, it helped me realize like, whoa, all right. Like I did that. I can do things that scare me, right? Just because it scares me doesn't mean it's a block necessarily. And, uh, it was actually after that event, we were hanging out a little bit later and, uh, the shout out to this guy, Magic Mike, dude. He is hilarious. It, basically, my producer, before he was my producer, showed up with one of his podcasts. Uh, I think it's called like Magic Mike and the Crew. And Magic Mike is like a classic frontman, dude. Like he's just got like the the outfit, the persona. Like he's just hilarious, right? Yeah. So I ended up hanging with them for a while. And uh, this guy, Shlomo, uh, who's now my producer, was like, dude, you should really start a podcast, you know, because mm-hmm. he was hearing me talk. 
And I was like, what? And, and, <laughs> and I had, you know, been told this a million times, right? Like you should start a podcast. You should do this. Cause I was, I mean, like we were talking about before we record, I'm a chatty Kathy. I could talk for hours. And so, oh, yeah. you know, when I was at the dispensary, I would talk for literally 10 hours straight so much. Like when I left, I had pretty much no voice. And so, <laughs> you know, my girlfriend, a lot of my good buddies there were always like, you should really do a podcast. And I was like, but everyone's doing one. Right. And that was mm-hmm. kind of my excuse, but I did want to do it. And so when he finally asked me, you know, it was, it was about, uh, it was right after, yeah, I think this was actually, I can't remember if it was before or after, but I think it was right before I went to Vegas. And, uh, so he asked me, I, I culminated on it and, uh, and sat with it. And then we went to Vegas and, uh, had a plant medicine experience out there. And, uh, that was actually my revelation that, oh, I'm using cannabis unconsciously, all this stuff just mm. crashed down upon me. Yet it was the best day of my life because it was the day I realized like, oh, I know what's blocking me now, right? Like I have some clarity. And so when I got back, I just started filming episodes. I remember the first day I was terrified and I did it with my buddy, uh, Chef Coach Madden, Eddie Madden, shout out to him, such a unit (laughs) and uh, one of my dearest friends in this world. And uh, we went to the studio, we did it. And then I I was like, wow, I did it. I did the thing, right? Like I'm a podcaster now. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just kept booking out people and like yourself, eventually when I got into the lifted program, uh, which was right around the same time I started the podcast, I got super close with my buddy, Mark England. And, mm. uh, when I was in level two, he was like, he, he really believed in what I was doing and, and shout out to him for doing this. Cause it really set me on like a path where, you know, he basically, there was like 35 or 40 people in our, uh, in our level two. And he was like, he just randomly decided one day he posted, he's like, Hey, if you want to graduate level two, you got to go on Ryan's podcast, posted it. And so overnight I get hit with like 30 people. So I remember yeah. I was doing like, you know, like that was when I was doing a lot of like five episodes a day type stuff to get them all done. And I remember oh at one God. point I was, I was like booked out for eight months and it was just like, Whoa. All right. And then, uh, I remember I went to a men's retreat and, uh, on the van ride there, I was talking about some interesting plant medicine experiences and, uh, a guy there was like, Hey, you know, you should just start another podcast and call it this one time on psychedelics. And I was like, immediately, I was like doing that challenge. accepted. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need somewhere else to, you know, talk about this stuff. So it's yeah. interesting, you know, how these stories start, man. And, you know, I think really like the, the through line or silver lining here that, you know, people listening can, can really tune into is the fact that, you know, a lot of what you want to do is not going to make logical sense, right? Like, you yeah. know, the calls from deep within, it might not feel like you're ready. It might not feel like you're someone who does X, Y, Z thing, right? Like that's when you need to take action. Like it's, 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 you know, the concept of messy action, failing forward, whatever you want to call it. Like, you're never going to know like everyone, not, I wouldn't say everyone, but most people suck in the beginning, right? Like I know I, I like, I had a lot of things to, (laughs) yeah, like I definitely did a lot of things to improve on, but you'll never know unless you start. And once you start, you can always get better. Like that's the lowest point you're going to be is when you start. And then it only gets better from there, right? If you put in the work. And I think that's like the biggest and most important thing I've learned with everything I've done and continue to do is there's still shit that scares the hell out of me. Right. But I just know now like, all right, well, what's the other side? Oh, it's probably not going to be nearly as scary as I am imagining it to be. Right. And so it's, it's really like, you know, learning to be an alchemist of your own state and realize like my, my, my limitations are only what I perceive them to be. Right. Like, you know, we can do anything we want. And so I think it's so powerful. Yeah. Just getting out of your comfort zone is, you know, where growth happens, you know, and, you know, getting out of your own way. Like we, we have this, this, uh, we put these limitations on ourselves of like what we're capable of. And then, you know, we're always surprised when someone else 
tells us things about ourselves that we, we forgot like, Oh, we actually have these qualities. Like, you know, when, um, it's, it's truly been humbling, man, just to be on this show right now. But like, um, anytime I've had guests on who I've listened to on, on their podcast for years, like you just said, you had Paul check on, like, I can't imagine the feeling you must have had, it's surreal. It it, It it all comes full circle. It does. And you forget your, you almost got to pinch yourself and be like, am I dreaming here? Like, you know, you almost forget, like, this is a reality because, um, it's almost like it was predestined and here you are and you're living it. And, you know, just looking back to where you started and where you're at now is it, uh, you know, it reminds you why you're doing this because to tell you the truth, man, I, I always loved having these deep, you know, intellectual conversations where we just provoke new thoughts and new ideas and, uh, to have, not only um, doing it for that selfish reason alone, which might sound selfish, but <laughs> to be able to share that with the rest of the world is incredible, man. And I feel like it's my gift to the world in a sense, you know? Yeah, dude. You know, you know, it's good to know that you were always that guy at the party too, right? Like I was always the dude at the party who like, you know, I'd be like smoking weed because I didn't really want to drink. I'd have a couple of drinks, yeah. you know, but but I'd, 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 people would meet me on the deck and we'd start smoking and I'd be like, so what do you think's really going on here? Right. And <laughs> you get two types of people. One that's like, you're way too out there for me. And then another type of person that would be like, I've been waiting all night to have this conversation. Yep. And <laughs> you know, funny. that was like, yeah, dude, it's like, you know, I don't know if you know your human design off, off bat, but I'm a projector, a five, one projector. And I feel like it's projectors that, that do this a lot. Like many different yeah. types of people do, but projectors, I find like when I found other projectors, I'm like, Oh, like that makes perfect sense. Like we're always with the one at the party where we're interacting okay. with plant medicines. Like let's do some breath work, right? Like let's, let's see how far out we can go. And it's just, it's very okay. interesting to find those similarities amongst people. <laughs> I, I'll be either a projector or a connector. I, I forgot. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, my girlfriend's really into it, and uh, yeah, I, I need to get more into it myself, man. It sounds fascinating. Yeah, there's you just know, so much to get into in this life, dude. It's <laughs> so crazy, up. man. I just made a post today about it, like you know, being a high achiever, right? Having a lot of things that you want to do, you know, yeah. it's it's a challenge because you know you want to do all these things, but yet at the same time, you you wake up at part of in, in these cycles where you're like. I don't have any time to do a lot of the things that are actually like enjoyable, not because they're making me money or because like their business, but just because like I haven't had time to play Frisbee with my friends in a long time. Like, why isn't that being prioritized? But then you wake up and you're like, I need to read this book. And it's like this anxiety, right? Of like, Mm. you know, it's kind of like, at least for me, like, the, the pattern paralysis. Yeah. Analysis paralysis. And you're kind of jumping all over the place. This is a pattern I've had to work through for the past few years and I've been a much better place now from it. But so mm-hmm. it's a pattern that I help a lot of clients through too, because especially with men, but again, everyone has a masculine component. I work mostly with men. So again, for any ladies listening, I probably just don't see it in you, but like for men specifically, what I notice happening is that they're, they're almost so stuck in their masculine that they have no off switch. They only have an on switch. So their on switch is more geared to what their programming is, which is like, you need to make a difference in the world. You need to make money. You need to provide. So they're just like, I'll, I'll listen to five podcasts a day. I'll read this book. And if I don't get it done in two days, uh, I don't have time to start the next book that I need to start. And it's like, they're putting all this pressure on themselves to get all this stuff done, but really they're not really retaining most of the info anyway. And the biggest falsehood and, 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 and like paradox they're falling into is that 
and I know you'll know what I speak of here. And I imagine many other people that interact with plant medicines will, is that like, I have these experiences, whether after meditating sober, doing breath work, being on vacation or interacting with plant medicines, uh, on the weekends, right. Where, uh, specifically cannabis, where I will interact with cannabis, especially there's this get together that my buddies and I go to down in Virginia quite often. And it'll be like 20 coaches. We all meet up and we just share ideas. You know, we interact with cannabis and, and one of the things I notice, uh, that, that makes perfect sense when you're connected to the all is that, you know, a lot of times people will ask me a question when I'm in a certain state and all of a sudden all the answers will just be there and they'll, Mm. I'll be able to pull through lines to things that never would have connected otherwise. So I started having those experiences and being like, okay, I see the, the, like the point of books and podcasts and everything, right? It's exciting when you're just curious about it. But if, but my unconscious belief was like, if I don't learn all this stuff, I'm not going to be able to hang with people like a Paul check, you know, Aubrey Marcus, these types of people. And, and, you know, being, you know, the identity of the learner, right. has been a big thing for me. And it was in those experiences that I was able to be like, oh, actually when I do less and I have more available space. I actually am able to come from a much deeper place of wisdom and knowledge than if I'm just like constantly trying to learn the next thing. And so that was one of the biggest aha moments for me. And cannabis is what did it for me. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing medicine. (laughs) That's incredible, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like balance has been like the overarching lesson in my life, almost like my whole life of like, yes. Cause like I'm the type of person, like whether it's working out or trying to eat healthier, whatever it may be, like, I just dive head first and I like, I like over consume it or I overdo it. I I, I like do an overkill of like multiple days in a row of like going balls to the wall. And then I just kind of fall off the wagon because I like burn myself out rather than like, you know, dipping my toes in and, you know, finding the right balance, you know? Yeah, dude. You know, I had a a mantra that I was saying for a year because I thought it was funny and uh, it was it was all gas, no brakes. And mm. you know, I was saying it to myself all the time. My buddies and I were joking about it. And then I started realizing, like, I think I'm manifesting exactly what you're speaking to. Like, no wonder I'm going headfirst into everything. And yeah. and that's that's another reason why, you know, if we if we go back to the I, the the story of when we started getting into plant medicines, that's another reason why I knew right off the bat. I'm like, I'm never doing any of the addictive drugs because I know how my, my personality is. I have a very addictive Same. personality, you know, and it kind of like, yeah. luckily I was able to find health and fitness, but you know, at the same time, you know, I was, I was getting constant tendonitis. I was getting constant injuries and in fitness. I was, you know, fr- I, I literally, dude, we used to go, uh, I, I still go, but it's been canceled the last two years, but we go to electric forest every year. And, oh, nice. uh, yeah, dude, amazing festival. The best one I've been to pretty much all of them. And that one takes the cake hands down, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's an experience for sure. For anyone listening, oh, yeah. just buy your electric forest tickets. Just go, you can thank me later. But, um, <laughs> but you know, like, I remember freaking out the first year I went, this is in 2015, uh, because I, I, I juiced every day. And so how am I going to juice if I'm at this festival? And so I literally, my poor friends, dude, I brought a juicer along that like, you know, I cleaned it and everything, but it just kind of ended up smelling like, 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 fucking, <laughs> like fruit and vegetables. And it was yeah. like hot. I mean, it's in June, right? So we're tr- oh, yeah. driving across country with this fucking juicer in the car. And the thing is just fucking stinking like crazy, dude. And my oh, friends are just like, you asshole. And I brought a converter and I made <laughs> like fucking juices every day. And it's like, oh. sure, you can look at that as commitment. But at the end of the day, it's like I was taking myself way too seriously. Like at the end yeah. of the day, like 
if it's you can't trap to fall into. Yeah. Yeah. Like addiction For is sure. anything, right? Like addictive addiction is a pattern. It's not specifically mm-hmm. with drugs. It's not specifically with anything. I was yeah. addicted to the identity of this person who needed the juice every day to feel like myself. Right. And what's yeah. the difference between that and something like cocaine? Of course, it's not going to kill you like cocaine might. But at the same time, it's the same type of like, you know, externalization of personal power onto another like facet of life. And yeah. so I think it's important for people to realize that like this, this addictive personality, you know, again, like Paul says, name it, blame it, tame it, right? So it's not mm-hmm. that it's a bad thing. It could, it's actually a really good thing, right? Because right. for someone who's an entrepreneur like yourself, like me, if I find a weakness, something I need to learn about, I'll dive into it 100% and I can get it figured out in a day or a week, let's mm-hmm. say, depending on the size of the issue versus yeah. someone else who might, you know, stall their feet. It's just like being able to break that horse, if you will, right? And not have it be so wild and unconscious, bring it more into the conscious. So that's what I found too. So it's interesting you have that same pattern. Yeah, man. Um, Just, you know, learning your strengths and weaknesses. Um, You know, I I, I was just giving advice to a wrestler the other day. It's like, you know, um, wrestling is a great sport. I was a wrestler in high school and, um, you know, it, it's so much about you versus yourself because the slightest, the slightest misbalance or, um, you know, step in the wrong way, you can get thrown on your back, your pen, the match is over. Mm. And, you know, you want to tell yourself you got beat by that guy that beat you, but actually you beat yourself because you weren't watching your balance. And it's so, you know, uh, allegorical to life in itself and how we walk through this life and, you know, just finding what works for us, knowing what doesn't work and, you know, finding the balance between those two and, you know, just doing your best, but at the same time, not taking it so serious that you're like whipping yourself on the back when you trip over a rock, you know, like, yeah, easy. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's like, Yeah. You know, and I think that's really the definition of loving yourself, right? Like, and that's, I think the big journey that so many people are embarking upon, especially right now with the collective wake up that's happening and consciousness. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, it's like a long time coming. Yeah, dude, it's been a long time coming. And I just, I just want to ask like, you know, uh, anyone who doesn't believe in a lot of the stuff going on right now, it's like, why are you fighting for life to be so boring? Right? Like these people that like, you know, I love entertaining conspiracy theories, right? Like I love stretching myself. It doesn't mean I necessarily believe them, but I'm open-minded to anything. Like you think the earth is flat. Tell me your case, like share it with me. Right. Like I might not agree (laughs) with it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But like, but like, you know, these people that want one way, right. This one boxed in way, right. Very logical, very gray, very like, if you could relate it to a clothing item, very khakis, right. Like just like very boring, you know, it's like, you put it in a box, weigh it on a scale. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like, why, why are you fighting for life to be like that? What is the fear in life being a little more magical, soft talk acknowledged than you're giving it credit for. And for me, like, you know, that question definitely ponders me. But what I've realized is that, you know, like anything, you can't control what other people think you can only control what and you really can't even control you. But you could the only thing you have perceived control on is your own belief systems in this world. And, you know, right. I just choose to believe that life is way more magical than we give it credit for. Because, you know, yeah. again, I think the one thing that doesn't lie in a world full of censorship is results. And, mm. you know, when I, you know, I never ever entertain the news but every once in a while if i'm at my barber shop or something i'll like watch the news and i can just i can just feel these people are faking it right they're laughing yeah. fake there and i'm not judging them for it it's just a curious observation i'm not saying they're bad for doing that or anything it's just like 
yikes, that's not the path I want versus when I go hang out with Paul check, for instance. Right. And I can just, you can just feel that energetic difference. And it's not just like, you know, people might be like, what does he make more money? Does he, it's like, no, 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 stop all that. Right. He has high quality relationships in his life. He has people that support him. He has people that believe in him. He supports people. He believes in people. He has high quality food. His family eats together at a table. Like those are the things for me that I look for in people that I listen to, because those are the things that are the easiest things to give up, quote unquote, when we get sucked into the thirst trap that is materialism, right? Like, yeah, you might have a penthouse in San Diego and make all the money, but you're addicted to cocaine and you have no family that you spend time with, right? It's like, what kind of life is that? And so for me, like, I always look for what results people are getting in their life and what their energy conveys to me when I speak with them, right? And, you know, for me, it's just, you know, that's how I choose to go through life. Because again, it's, it's almost impossible to figure out what is censored, what's true, what's not. But intuition will guide you exactly where you're meant to be. And, you know, for me, that's just, you know, that's allowed me to end up in the frequency of a lot of people that I've looked up to, that I continue to look up to people like yourself that are amazing, that are so fun and creative, and that also believe life is magic. And what I notice is a correlation is that the people that think life is magic, no matter how much they have in their life, no matter what their bank account says, they're actually happy, right? Or they're <laughs> curious about how to get happier. They, they have exactly. deeper questions that I feel like are simpler. And when you get closer to God, source, consciousness, you know, as I know you know from doing plant medicines, the closer you get to that source, the simpler life becomes. And it's the paradox because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this omniscient being, you know, if you do a lot of, you know, research in spirituality and whatnot, and, you know, uh, esoteric sciences, like it's got to be so complicated. And then like literally the answers I get are always stupidly simple. Like yeah. when I meet them, I'm She's like, oh, bumper stick, stick or something. Exactly. Like live, laugh, love. Like whoever is behind Hallmark <laughs> probably has done a lot of ayahuasca. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> and, and it's funny that it frustrates, you know, a lot of people as it did me for a long time. Yeah. You know, like, oh, live, laugh, love, that's stupid. Right. And then I had to actually like ask myself during a plant medicine ceremony. I'm like, why do I think that's so stupid? Right. And it's like, it's actually because I'm scared that life is that simple. And I, because I know how overcomplicated I'm making my life. And it was like a lot of shadow to come up against. Right. But I think that, you know, like I said, in the intro, when we choose to laugh at the devil, right. And laugh at ourselves, essentially. Right. They run away. The devil's run away. Right. The shadow comes into the light. And then the boogeyman was just a house cat under the bed, (laughs) you know, just the shadow of the cat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dude. So true. So true. God, I, I forgot what I was going to add there, man. Um, uh, this is, this has been phenomenal. Um, there's, there's just, there's just so much to do, man. And, um, so much to experience and just be grateful for, um, you know, don't, don't take life too serious, you know, um, no one gets out alive anyway, (laughs) do three kind acts a day. Like, went to a wrestling tournament yesterday and, you know, someone, uh, I didn't have cash to get in, uh, the lady in front of me bought my way in and it's That's like, amazing. you know, I didn't have the money to pay her back, but I said, you know what, I'll pay it forward to the next person. Yeah. And you know, today at the gym, I go to, I go to the gym at the most random times. Like I don't have a set schedule. I go at this time every day and it, it was so synchronistic, man. Uh, I I'm like running on the treadmill and like, we there's like a, a a track around the outside of the the gym part and uh the same uh, the same kid i literally seen i think last time i went 
was running around the track at the exact same spot when I look up when I'm running and I'm like, am I in the Truman show right now? Yeah. (laughs) This groundhog day. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is after yesterday, literally looking at the clock, two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 five, 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 like every hour back to back. And, you know, it, there's so much to, with that is like, is there legitimacy to that? Are you manifesting that because you want it to happen? Whatever it may be, just see the magic that's there and, you know, take from it what you will, you know, no need to make it more than what it is, but just kind of see it as like, Oh, that's a wink from something bigger than myself. And yes. you know, you're, you're on the right track and uh, just looking for those signs and, you know, you know, trust in, trust in your intuition, trust, trust putting one foot in front of the other and knowing you're going in the right place, you know? Yeah. You know, you said it perfectly, man. You know, I, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, you can't scientifically prove that, you know, that's blah, blah. blah. I'm like, how does it feel to say that? Like, do you feel like more <laughs> happy because you can't prove that something's magic that you want to dumb mm-hmm. life down into like, you know, office buildings and pavement? Yeah. Like I just, you know, again, if that works for you, Hey, do it. Right. Like live your truth. Right. right? But for no me, disrespect. Yeah, exactly. No disrespect, no judgment. Right. But it's just like, I know what side of the fence I fall on and it's not because I can quantifiably prove it. Right. It's because I believe it and I choose to believe it because it helps my life be better. Right. And, and again, like, you know, you know, when, you know, a lot of these, a lot of people that I feel fall into that camp are also the people that are the most terrified to go do an ayahuasca experience or have an ayahuasca experience to go do a heroic dose of mushrooms. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I think unconsciously, yeah, I think unconsciously they have an idea that they might figure something out that rocks their world. And then they, the, the fear is that they're going to have, they're not going to know who they are, all of these things. They're going to quote unquote, lose their mind, which I'm like, that's kind of the whole point. You know that, right? Like, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) like, you know, it's actually the goal, but like, lose yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, it's, it's so perfect, man. You know, they, those winks from the universe, as I call them too, like they always come in at the perfect time. Like today it was extra nice out in Boston. You know, usually it's like five degrees this time of year and it was like 45 degrees. Amazing. And I had like some, some free time in my schedule, which I haven't had in a while. And so I went down to my favorite park right on the ocean to walk and, uh, and I'm walking. It's great. I'm drinking my cacao. I'm feeling great sun's out, you know, I'm getting my vitamin D, uh, that, you know, everyone in Northern hemispheres right now is jonesing for. And, uh, and so I'm leaving the park, right. And I take one last look at the ocean and I'm like, oh, thank you so much, mother earth. And, you know, this park for allowing me to have this experience. Thank you so much for holding space for me when I walked around and I'm taking some nice, you know, deep breaths of air and I get in my car and I go to put my phone onto the headphone jack to play some music. It's one, four, three, right. Like, oh, universe, I love you too. Why didn't you just say so? Right. And so it's like, hey, you could tell me that that's just a number on a clock. Cool. Right. Awesome. Right. I choose to believe that that means that the universe is telling me that they love me. Right. Or that yeah. I love me yeah. essentially. Cause what are we? We are the universe experiencing itself because, exactly. you know, I choose to believe that because that helps me. Like that was a pattern interrupt that as right. soon as I was starting to feel like, what do I do now? You know, like kind of what's the next thing? Boom. That reminder of like, everything's fine, man. You're good. You're supported. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the more, and I think that's actually like over the last two years with what's been going on in the world. And, you know, I imagine you have similar views to I have and what's going on, but you know, yeah. regardless of what anyone thinks, I think the way we can look at it, you know, objectively is that it's caused a lot of people to uh, not have their normal distractions around and have to dig a little deeper into, yeah. you know, yeah into what like they're actually you know call it like a dark night of the soul midlife crisis quarter life crisis 
They're like, hey, I might not be here forever, quote unquote, right? Of course, but like, I'm, I'm going to die at some point. What am I going to do in between now and then? Yeah. And I think that's been one of the biggest gifts I've seen from this whole pandemic and everything that's happened. And personally, I mean, I think it's the best thing to ever happen to humanity because, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's caused a lot of people to wake up. Uh, very quickly to their own their own personal power of taking care of their health um, to you know the overreaching you know pharmaceutical and government uh, organizations you know coming out uh, a lot of these things right and and more so just like a wake up to the infinite possibilities right like if you were going to die tomorrow what would you do would you choose to believe that nothing's magic would you choose to believe that you know xyz or would you choose something different if you would choose something different do it now because that could always happen right the world could end tomorrow there are no guarantees and i think this helped a lot of people pattern interrupt themselves right into that reality and that notion yeah man um another thing i wanted to add to um i really like uh the podcast out there crow triple seven um he was nice enough to come on my show and Hell yeah. he has he has this phrase he always says belief is the enemy of knowing and uh i really love that man and that's one of those phrases sayings that really resonates deep within man and uh just knowing that you know you got to live your truth and, uh, you know, you know, you best, you know, um, I, it's kind of funny. Cause I was talking about it earlier, like, you know, everyone always tells about this stuff about ourselves. We already know we're just afraid to say to ourselves or like, you know, yes. remind ourselves that's what it is. But, um, just knowing that, um, like it's, it's kind of like going to a different country versus just reading about it in a book. Like if you experience it directly, like, you know what it's like, you know, you can't say, you know, until you've actually been there, you've done that, you've experienced it. And for anyone that's experienced psychedelics, ayahuasca specifically, like, you know, you know, you, you know what your experience was and that's always going to be with you. You know, there's always that quote of like, a psychedelic experience is like your birthright. It's like, you know, the top three, top five experiences of your whole life, like mm. compared to having a child, you know, being born, you know, riding a bike for the first time, like these once in a lifetime events. And, um, you know, not to take that lightly and to not let anyone tell you that wasn't valid, you know, to yes. not let anyone say, oh, that wasn't real, especially from someone that hasn't experienced it. Yes. <laughs> like, don't waste your time. Like, your yes. energy is precious. Like, be careful how you use it. Absolutely, man. You know, I love that notion of, you know, belief is the enemy of knowing. I have a very similar thing that I say, which is, you know, it's one thing to know something because that's rooted in 3D reality, the mind. It's another Mm -hmm. different to have the real hyphenization, right? Like to make it Mm -hmm. real in your experience of life. And I think this is where like, you know, you talked about religion, like the where religion got it wrong, you know, is that people stopped having the direct experience of God and they started mm-hmm. reading about it. And then they started being like, well, it's not enough to read. You have to come to this special place with this one guy who's going to pretty much give you the opportunity to, you know, learn what a direct experience is, but not have it. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things. And, you know, this is one of the, the most important ways in which I use cannabis uh, these days as imagination medicine, because, you know, they say in the Bible, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must first enter the mind of a child, right? And I think that's one of the best, best and most profound lines in the entire Bible, right? Because essentially, what is that saying? How, what do we know that, that, that children are better at doing than anyone imagining, right? Like if you, if you hang out with a kid and you go to the park and you have an adventure and then you ask that kid who's maybe three or four, like, hey, what was your day like? What, what was it like when we went to the park? 
they're going to be like, oh my God, there was this fairy and blah, 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 and all these things, right? And you're like, none of that happened for me, right? And so for me, cannabis acts as imagination medicine, right? It allows me to get into the mind of a child where I can imagine a new reality for myself, new belief structures, new identities, right? And we know from Joe Dispenza, the first step to being able to manifest is being able to actually see it and then be able to write it down, right? So first you have to imagine before you can let then lead to believing that can happen and then actually allowing those beliefs to create your experience of life and what you're doing is in the world where you actually create that manifestation or manifesto and allow it to come to life. And so I, I love that notion, man, because it's so important. And, you know, I feel so many of us are rooted in our left brain like I was and the left brain is great if you need to do like math or fix a tire, right? But if you want to figure out what your purpose is, you know, or even a less, you know, cliche question, like, you know, what happiness feels like, or, you know, who you want to get married to or any of these things, that's a much more right brain thing that comes from a much more imaginative, uh, expansive place than simply the analytical calculator brain that is the left brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's always a lesson, man. And we're always learning. We're always growing, you know, um, it's ironic because, you know, um, we have all these huge aspirations, you know, they always say, be careful what you wish for. Cause you know, sometimes when you get what you always wanted, you realize, Oh, it doesn't, it, it didn't come the way I expected it to, or now I'm feeling overwhelmed. Now I'm getting yes. exhausted. Now I'm overdoing it, but you know, you're still doing it. <laughs> like yeah. you still have what you always wanted. So, yeah, you know, be grateful. Be thankful Absolutely. Yeah, man. And, you know, I love that saying too. be careful what you wish for, because it's really speaking to, you know, our innate power as, as manifestors, right? Because a lot of times what happens is we get uploaded and programmed with these belief patterns and all of these things that are really what we don't want. Maybe we see, you know, our father is an alcoholic when we're growing up or something. And, you know, we see the way he treats people and we're like, I don't want to be that. So essentially you're only looking at what you don't want. And so everything that's manifest in your life is a reflection of what you're saying, I don't want this. I don't want that. So the universe is like, all right, we're just going to throw random stuff at you versus saying, I know exactly what I want. And it's this, this, and this, and tuning into the energy behind what those things will feel like when they're in your reality. That's how you manifest what you do want. And so whenever people are getting a lot of quote unquote, what they don't want, I ask them like, have you journaled? Have you gotten what's in your head out on paper? Because I guarantee what's in your unconscious is running like constantly and it's manifesting this stuff into your life, but you're just not aware of it. And so I absolutely love that, man. You know, it's, it's, it's really powerful, you know, like do be careful what you wish for, you know, be intentional with what you wish for, because, you know, you want to live life, not allow life to live you. (laughs) So true, man. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, dude. Buy the ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Have fun. (laughs) Yes. We're all just kids that think we're growing up. So exactly, dude. Exactly. (laughs) You got it all figured out. Remind yourself you've been fooled because we'll never have all the answers. And that's what makes it beautiful, you know. Yeah. Life would be pretty boring if we all had all the answers. Like absolutely, dude. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's so powerful, man. And Dude, you know, this has been such an amazing ride, dude. It's been such a great opportunity to be able to podcast with you. And I can't wait to go on your show. I'm super excited. I believe that's tomorrow, right? I'm going on your show tomorrow. Hell yeah, dude. Let's (laughs) go. And uh, dude, I want to make sure I tell people where they can find the podcast, where they can get in contact with you, where people can find you online. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have a website yet. I'm up on Facebook and uh, Instagram. 
Um, I got my RSS feed on speaker.com. That's kind of where you can find me. I'll send the the link to you so you can put that in the description. But Hell yeah. yeah, I'm on all uh, platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. Uh, Ascension of the Chess, man. Hell um, yeah. And I got one last question for you that I always do at the end of my podcast, which I love. And I'm actually yeah. planning on making an episode where I string all these together. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to surprise any of you guys listening yet. So that's that's some time to come. But my question for you is this. If someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Andre Mitty suggest that change be? I would say forgiveness. Forgive yourself so you can forgive others. And, yes, uh, dude. It'll change your life. As within, so without. You can only give what you can receive, right? So yeah, man, exactly. I love that. Guys, when Andre first reached out to me and I checked out his podcast, I was immediately excited and amped up to get him on the show. As many of you know, my favorite subjects include many of the ones Andre specializes in and spoke to today. And when I am able to meet individuals like him who are so passionate about similar subjects as I am, I take it as a sign from the universe, as I believe the language of the universe is that of synchronicity. Andre is one of those individuals who, after speaking with, you will feel more at ease within the world at large and inspired to re-educate yourself on what you believe is possible for you in your life. And for anyone listening who wants more of his medicine, please do yourself a favor in hopping over to his podcast, The Ascension of the Chessman, to stay up to date on all the amazing episodes he is putting out and the gems of wisdom that can be found within them. Andre, thank you so much for being a warrior of the light, for leading your life heart first, and for coming by to hang out with the listeners and me on the show today. And until next time, my brother, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. Namaste, brother. Much love. Aho. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, 
design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.